In the name of one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. I was going to ask you to think about in your life, to begin our sermon this morning, a time when your life was turned upside down. Earlier in the week, as I was beginning to work on the sermon, I had a silly story about the first roller coaster I rode that had a loop-de-loop in it, and for a second, I was upside down. And as I would get further into just the depth of the words in which we will hear that Jesus preached, I thought, i got to come up with something better than a roller coaster, something that really turned my life upside down. The very first thing that came to mind was when we were in the hospital, when Jackson, our first child, was born. And of course, we had prepared as well as we could have. The nursery was just about ready, and we we had that delight when he would finally show up of that ultimate love and happiness, you know, actually feeling some exhaustion and all of those things, as well as the dread of, oh my gosh, we're responsible for these things, for this little guy now, and eight years later, what a ride it has been and continues to turn my life upside down. Well, I want stories like this and illustrations like this to be the theme of what I want you to hear today about how Jesus the one that came into the world that in this continued season of the epiphany, the epiphanies and how God is revealed in this liturgical season, I want you to think about encounter with that. And because of this one who came into the world, how it continues to turn our worlds upside down. And we will see from our gospel text that Beth read for us just a moment ago in Luke just how that happens in in some different ways and fashions. But first, let's talk about a little of the context that gets us here. Now, Jesus has been up on the mountain praying. And in that praying, it is revealed to him that next one of the actions he will do is he will call his 12 apostles out of a group of disciples that will be the ones that come together and that will be sent out. And then he comes down the mountain onto a level plain in which he will preach a sermon that is probably familiar to you that we have in Luke 6 that is called the Sermon on the Plain. But as well, you'll probably know some of the words which are very similar in the Sermon on the Mount, which is two different locations and times, but they deal with very similar things. And that one is found in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It is the Beatitudes. And we hear that the disciples in a multitude As Jesus has come down the mountain, they they have come for healing. Some have come for the casting out of demons. And then others have come to hear Jesus teach and preach. And what a sermon that he actually preaches and teaches upon. For in these words that we will hear is when their worlds are turned upside down. I mean, just recall, there's four blessings contrasted with four woes. And if we listen to those again, as we are reminded about them, blessed are those who are poor, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are hunger now, for they will be filled. Blessed are those that weep, for they will laugh. And blessed are those that for my name's sake are, are because of the Son of Man are rejected or reviled by others. And then the woes are the contrasts of all of those things. For the, the contrast of blessed are those who are hungry, we have bless, blessed are those who are full, or woe to those who are full now. And when we have blessed, blessed are those who are poor, and then woe to you who are rich. And blessed are those that weep, and then we hear blessed are, or woe to those who are weeping now, or who, who are, have joyful laugh now, uh, you will weep and mourn later. And then we hear, blessed are those, and wo that, uh, blessed are those that when you were reviled by others for my name's sake, and woe to you that when everybody loves you. Now do you hear, all of us, it, it, we, this is crazy, what we are hearing, because if you read any story, that deals with a success story, or if you just go and watch Oprah or a show like that, most of the time in our culture, the success story is the opposite of what Jesus is saying life in the kingdom of heaven is like. We don't hear the billionaire that died and lost all of his money and celebrate that. It's normally the other way around, the success, success story of the person that was poor that found themselves somehow and moved to a story of wealth. And this plants the seed of how Jesus, in his words, in that Sermon on the Plain, is turning things upside down. And these actually work in a progression as we look at them in the deeper meaning of what Jesus is getting at this morning. So first let us consider, and we're going to borrow a little bit from Matthew 5, 6, and 7 to help with the deep theological understanding of what Jesus is getting at. So first we have that blessed are the poor. And Matthew brings in blessed are the poor in spirit. Now from this we know our salvation does not come from what we have externally or, or what our wealth on the outside or what we have. But bringing in that, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It becomes a matter of the heart. Not on our outside wealth or anything we have or don't have, but spiritually. Blessed are those who realize that they are spiritually bankrupt. That none of us has the enough money or can do enough to earn or to barter the grace of God upon us in our lives. It's a free gift of grace to us all. And this is what Jesus is telling everybody that heard in this sermon, and especially the disciples, that as, as we hear in Luke. He's saying, you have a great need of something in your life. And we hear the woe that is in contrast to that. Those that are rich now will be found without. And what we are hearing in this, you may have first heard those words, and if you're the college student or have been that may have had to sleep in your car for a time and live on ramen, you might have heard in your head, hey, I'm in. 
And then others of you may have heard, if I'm the one driving the Lamborghini out in the parking lot, maybe I am out. This is not what this first blessing in woe is about. But it is about our need for a Savior. And the Savior that came into the world to be that for all of us. And there is good news, but it, it, it can be a painful re realization as life is turned upside down in these statements. But look at what comes in the progression as we move on to the next. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. For upon recognizing this spiritual bankruptcy, this need for a Savior that we all have in our life, this isn't about the food that we put in our bodies. If we go once again and borrow from Matthew, Matthew actually fills that out a little bit, and he, he brings into, blessed are you that are hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then we hear, blessed are you that are full now, or woe to you who are full now, and blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do you see the upside down turning? For how many of us have everything we could ever need? Whether it be a physically meal that we gorge ourselves on and, and our bellies are full, or whether it be that we have all the entertainment at the push of a button. Or social media where we can go and get affirmation without actually being with people. There are so many ways that we can be full and yet still be starving and empty. That is what Jesus is attacking at the center of our lives of faith, being disciples of his. Is that, and when we realize he's using this, this language, when you're hungry and when you're thirsty, and as these have worked in progression, when you recognize the need in yourself for a savior in this world, for when you look deep down at the darkness and the brokenness that can be within, and then especially when we look at the world as it is today. It does not take too long to see there is brokenness and suffering and hurt all around us, sometimes with, at, the, at the power of our own hands. And Jesus is telling us in the contrast of this blessing and woe that when you see that, when you experience that brokenness in sin, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because if you hunger and thirst for such things, you will pursue it as is natural to our bodies when we experience hunger or thirst. Blessed are those who seek, who hunger for righteousness and for the things of God in this world. Do you see the upside down turning as it continues to progress? Then we have the blessed are those that weep and mourn now, for they will be brought to laughter. And the woe is the contrast of that. Woe to you that laugh now because there is weeping coming. That's, 
continues into the, when we look into the world, as it's worked in a progression, we realize our need, and then when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, and when, our, when we're brought by the sadness and brokenness of the circumstances of life, it brings us to a realization of how much we need that Savior and how much the world needs Christ. And as, the, and as our weeping is met with, a, with the grace of God that covers us all, and that we'll see our weak, weeping one day will turn into rejoicing and joy. And we can even have that now because of who God is and what God has and continues to do in our life. May our weeping be turned upside down to laughing and rejoicing. And that leads us to that fourth and final where we hear that blessed are you who are reviled and rejected because of the Son of Man. And rejoice when that happens for yours is the kingdom of heaven. And woe to you who seek to be loved by everyone else. How many times have we dealt with this in our walk of life? in our Christian life, where we actually think, have you ever been in that heated debate? And maybe it wasn't heated, but maybe it ended in someone reviling you or rejecting you. I tell you, it, does, it doesn't feel very good any time that that happens, when we share our faith life and share Jesus with someone else. This fall, I was actually in, I met a group of guys in my neighborhood, and they were looking for a 10th player for a new fantasy football league that they were doing. And of course I said, yeah, guys in my neighborhood, a chance to meet some new guys and play that game that I love. And I we, we got together for the draft the very first time and I'm just in street clothes. And of course it's the, everybody's excited about the new season that's coming about. And then the, uh, what do you do for a living came about. And as it got to me and I'd say, well, I'm a priest over at church of our savior in Mandarin. It, it was silent and very, very comical as well. I actually think, I can't actually prove it, but I think one of the guys in that moment when I said I was a priest took a fake phone call and walked out the door. I mean, what leads to this type of thing? I, I know with when you put on the collar what that can do in certain situations, but have you been there? When you shared your faith maybe with a neighbor or even with a loved one and you've decided I'm not going to talk about it anymore because it just leads us to doing this. But in these types of moments, what Jesus has told us with this blessing and with this woe, how they are in contrast, blessed are you who are persecuted and reviled and rejected because of the Son of Man. What this can lead us to as we grow in our faith, as it is not easy any time to be rejected for your faith, especially when it comes with a loved one, a family member, or something like that. But we learn in the statement of Jesus that there is freedom found within, and that our battle is not against flesh and blood. But by these words, as Jesus spoke them in a real upside-down turning, and as we have seen in the rest of Scripture, there will be those that, that are uh, uh, just 
obsessed and as well as or they're offended by the words of the gospel and the teachings of Jesus and they will run as far away as they can. This is what happens in some of those. But Jesus says, rejoice when you have conflict because of the Son of Man or have been rejected because it, is, it may not be you that that is happening for, but what the gospel does in people as it turns lives upside down for the better. That's what I want us to hear this morning. Blessing, if we were to look at it in different translations, means happy are those, or transformed are those that, that see and live that progression of spiritual bankruptcy to hungering and thirsting for righteousness, to those that weep because of the effects and the brokenness of sin in our world, and then that rejoice. Because if people are taking notice of what God is doing in you and through you, simply because of Jesus, but not by anything that you are doing on your own, praise be to God for that. Do you see how this is a life-giving, world-upside-down-turning for comparison and contrast with the blessings and the woes? And I would pray as we hear, hear them once again that you realize in your life that you have had that encounter with Christ and that your world continues to be turned upside down but look in, as that can be uncomfortable in that upside down turning but look at what it is leading to blessed are you who are poor blessed are you that hunger and thirst for righteousness blessed are you who weep now and blessed are you who have been rejected because of the son of man that blessing is transformation that blessing is the grace of God that meets us in all of this. And as we consider, you're probably asking in your, as you hear all these blessings and woes, where am I if I was to put a life on a spectrum of being there? But the good news in it all is that the grace of God covers us in all the ways. If you're sitting here thinking, my goodness, look at how my world, because of this reading and this preaching of Jesus, has been turned upside down. Or maybe you sit here wanting to run the other way. Or maybe you, you say, well, I want to be hungry. I want to be spiritually poor. Well, that is a beginning. And may the grace of God cover you however you receive this and however it hits you this morning. And may that may your life continue to be at up, made upside down so that it may be made right by the grace of God and by the one who came into the world and continues to reveal himself to us. Amen.